This audiobook of the original America Burning was produced by the Firefighter Podcast Combustible. More details on this project can be found online at www.combustiblethepodcast.com. The audio for this recording is consistent with all copyright rights and permissions associated with America Burning and is not affiliated with or endorsed in any way by the federal government or the U.S. Fire Administration. Chapter 13. Rural Fire Protection About a quarter of the American people, according to the 1970 census, live on the nation's 420 million acres of rural land. For many of these Americans, fire protection is woefully inadequate. The same is true of many suburban dwellers whose political institutions and community services have not kept pace with rapid population growth. Rural areas and rapidly developing suburbs can be plagued with many problems. Insufficient water supplies, lack of adequate building codes or too few inspectors to enforce them, insufficient funds to pay firefighters or replace antiquated equipment. Even where a strong volunteer fire department exists, inadequate alarm facilities and great distances to fires often result in response times of 15 to 30 minutes or more. Because many volunteer departments keep scanty records or no records at all, the seriousness of the fire problem outside of metropolitan areas is difficult to gauge. According to the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare, the fire fatality rate for white Americans in non-metropolitan areas is half again as great as the rate for whites in metropolitan counties, 4 per 100,000 versus 2.7 per 100,000. Among non-whites, the disparity is even greater, 15.3 per 100,000 in non-metropolitan counties, 8.1 per 100,000 in metropolitan counties. In New Hampshire, where 56% of the land is classified as urban, 29 of the 32 deaths from fire in 1971 occurred in rural areas. Fire officials in New Hampshire estimate that if all rural homes had early warning detectors, rural fire deaths would decline by as much as 75%. In Chapter 11, we recommended that model building codes call for early warning detectors and alarms in every dwelling unit. In Chapter 16, in addition to urging all Americans to install such devices, we recommend incentives to encourage their installation. Here it is appropriate to note the special plight of many of America's rural and suburban dwellers. As in urban areas, most rural fire deaths occur at night during sleeping hours. A few minutes difference in awakening to a fire can be a matter of life or death. But what is especially critical for rural dwellers is that if they awake belatedly and are trapped, it may be many minutes before the fire department arrives to rescue them. In the event of a power or telephone failure, even notification of the fire department may come too late. With special urgency, the Commission recommends that rural dwellers and others living at a distance from fire departments install early warning detectors and alarms to protect sleeping areas. Publishers of newspapers and magazines for farmers and country dwellers could perform a valuable public service by publicizing the importance of these devices. The best fire equipment, properly located, cannot be effectively utilized without well-trained firefighters. While many rural volunteers receive excellent training, there are many who do not. The risks to these men can be reduced and their effectiveness improved by proper training. The Commission received many pleas for improved training in our survey of the nation's fire departments. Unlike those in urban areas, one rural fire department usually cannot afford to support a fire school. The consolidation of fire departments into countywide or regional jurisdictions, as we urged in Chapter 3, would permit better training programs at less cost to the individual volunteers or their sponsoring departments. Strengthening of training programs would also come about through the activities of the proposed National Fire Academy and under Title IV of the Rural Development Act. 
the Rural Development Act. In its provisions for revitalizing the economy of rural America, the Rural Development Act of 1972 recognizes that fire protection in rural areas must grow apace. One section provides loans for water supply systems for industrialized areas being constructed in rural communities. Title IV of the law, called Rural Community Fire Protection, provides for assistance in organizing, training, and equipping local fire protection forces. The assistance is both technical and financial, with the federal government assuming up to 50% of the costs. Full and continuing funding of the fire protection provisions of the Rural Development Act is, in the Commission's judgment, essential. The Rural Development Act also specifies that all applications for proposed water systems and other essential community fire protection facilities must be submitted to the agency that has been designated by the state as the appropriate clearinghouse. The Commission recommends that U.S. Department of Agriculture assistance to such projects be contingent upon an approved master plan for fire protection for local fire jurisdictions. The master plan concept is discussed in detail in Chapter 4. This recommendation is not meant to preclude federal assistance, including financial assistance, to help local jurisdictions develop master plans for fire protection. Wherever possible, the master plan should be the product of countywide or regional coordination. There are several reasons why master plans for fire protection are vital for rural communities. The first shopping center or first factory in a rural area can represent a huge jump in the demands that can be placed on the fire department's suppression capabilities. It is especially important to plan the location of future fire stations to minimize the distances fire engines must travel and to provide for built-in protection. Since funds, whether tax-based or volunteer, are generally scarce in rural areas, Coordinated planning is needed to maximize the payoff in fire protection. There are special problems to which master plans for fire protection in rural areas should be addressed. One is transportation fires, as discussed in Chapter 12. Provisions should be made in the plan for training and for equipment adequate to handle these fires. The second special concern should be buildings that have outlived their usefulness. Rural areas abound with them. Schools not needed because of consolidation village stores closed by nearby shopping centers, and farm buildings now unused because a number of small farms have combined into a large one. These structures are enticing to mischievous arsonists and to property owners for whom burning down a building is convenient disposal or even a source of profit. The master plan for fire protection should specify the limits of fire department responsibility when such fires occur. Only through planning for fire protection will the impact of new structures on insurance and fire service costs be controlled. Only in this way will the responsibility of the public and that of the private sector, for example, company-supported fire brigades in industrial plants, automatic extinguishing systems in larger buildings, be specified. Only in this way will a fire in a shopping center or other large complex no longer be the first time anyone realizes the water mains are too small and the fire companies too few to stop a controllable fire from becoming a major disaster.